Welcome to Choice Classic Radio. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and help keep this show alive by donating at choiceclassicradio.com. For more of your favorite old-time radio shows, join us on our companion podcast, Choice Classic Radio Mystery, Suspense, Dramas, and Horrors, where we bring to you the most mysterious tales that the golden age of radio had to offer. And now, with 677 episodes made, airing on the Mutual Broadcast Network from 1937 to 1954, we bring to you The Shadow. the hearts of men. The shadow knows. <laughs> Your local blue coal dealer presents The Shadow. These half-hour dramatizations are designed to forcibly demonstrate to old and young alike that crime does not pay. Before today's shadow story begins, Here's a suggestion that will save every householder time, trouble, and money. When you order your next supply of fuel, make sure you ask for blue coal. Unlike many other hard coals, blue coal burns itself steadily and evenly with little attention. It gives you every bit of the heating comfort and performance you're paying for with far less heat lost up the chimney. Add no unburned or partially burned coal in your ashes. Join the thousands upon thousands of American homeowners who found perfect home heating satisfaction with blue coal. It's the finest quality Pennsylvania anthracite money can buy. Order a supply from your neighborhood blue coal dealer tomorrow. The Shadow, mysterious character who aids those in distress and helps the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the unseen voice belongs. The only one who knows the true identity of that master of other people's minds, the shadow. Today's story, Prelude to Terror. Come in. Oh, it's you, Cooper. Yeah, Professor Baker. I thought you'd like this cup of hot tea, sir. Yes, yes, thanks. Help to keep me awake. I have a lot of work to do tonight. Shall I pour it, sir? Yes, please. Well, isn't this your night off, Cooper? Yes, sir. I passed the house on my way home and saw your lights on. I know how you enjoy a late cup of tea. Very considerate of you, Cooper. Very. But it's late, and you must get your rest. Oh, the doorbell. Hmm. I wonder who that could be at this hour of night. Shall I answer it, sir? Yes, Cooper, yes. I'll take care of the tea. All right, all right. Amy, what are you doing here? Cut the gab. Close the door. I know. Braden sent you. Where's old man Baker? Upstairs in his study. Okay. Hey, wait. I won't let you do this. I won't let you hide him. Keep your mouth shut unless you want to go back and finish out that prison term you ran out of. Hey, leave Professor Baker alone. Please. I'm not going to be in on this. I'm getting out. Well, who was the late co... Oh, I... I thought it was Cooper. 
Gee, you're sure jumpy tonight, Braden. What you? What are you walking up and down like that for? Something on your mind? Yeah, big things, things you'd never understand. I wonder what's keeping Heaney. Should have been here half an hour ago. Think he might have muffed things, boss? I hope not. There he is now. Open up. Okay, boss. He was just talking about you. Well, Heaney, what happened? You have any trouble? Nah, not much. I just put two slugs under the old guy, Professor Baker. He's dead. The rest was easy. What about Cooper? Ah, uh, he was scared stiff. He lit out. You let him get away? Yeah, you don't have to worry about that guy. He's too scared to talk. You should have put the silencer on him anyway. And you're the boss, Braden. What do you want me to do? Take no chances. Dig Cooper up and close his trap for keeps. Okay, boss. I'll take care of him. You get the stuff I sent you after? Yeah, sure did. Let me have it. Yeah, let's see. I get it right inside here. Yep. Here you are, boss. The old professor had it right where you said. Yeah. This is it, all right. What is it, Braden? Looks like an empty bottle to me. It's a colorless, odorless gas. The most powerful explosive in existence. Enough to blow up this whole city. Yeah. This is all there is in the world. Yeah? What are you going to do with it? You'll find out. Hey, Engenstahl. Yes, boss? What's on your mind? You used to be a chemist, right? Still am. The best outside the wall. All right, I want you to take this gas out of this little bottle and seal it in that crate of light bulbs I got last night. You think you can do it? I guess so. How much gas to the bulb? Wait, I'll help you. Morgan, Grace, all of you, come here. Well, what's up, Braden? Plenty. When we get these explosive light bulbs fixed up, I want you to go out and plant them in light sockets everywhere. In stores, houses, public buildings all over the city. Well, what's the big idea, Braden? I'm going to plunge the city into total darkness for one night. Total darkness? How are you going to make them douse their lights? Look, we'll get these bulbs planted before noon tomorrow. When it gets dark, they'll turn on lights. And some of these places will be blown to bits. The next night, they won't dare turn on a light. Where do we come in? What does that get us? What does it get us, you sap? Don't you see... When the city blacks out, we move in and take over. Wow. Yeah. I've drawn up a chart showing exactly where the explosive bulbs ought to be planted. You ain't missed a trick, huh, This is a big job. Now we'll need plenty of help for the cleanup. Round up every dip, rod, man, gangster, any crook you know. Have them here in the mill tomorrow night. Okay, don't worry. As soon as everything's set, we'll move in under cover of darkness. They poor cops. They will be helpless. Yeah. (laughs) We'll rob, steal, pillage to our heart's content. We'll take everything that's not nailed down. Boy, what a stunt. Well, that's a crook's paradise. Greatest idea I've ever heard. It's the greatest idea in the history of crime. I'm going to create a reign of terror like this country's never known. Uh, Something for a youngster, you say, madam? Yes, I don't exactly know what I want. Well, is it a uh, boy or a girl? A girl. I'm her grandmother. Oh, is that so? Well, I have a little girl, too. How old is your granddaughter? Uh, she's just four months old. Oh, well, then you must be our modern nursery. The infant things are all in your head. Can you come right this way, please? Yeah, so why do I come in this whole hallway? Are you set right in? Oh, thank you. Well, it's rather dark, isn't it? Put on more light. It switches. Ah, there you
walls are crumbling. Somebody, please give me a hand. There's a child buried under here. The whole front blown out. Oh, this is terrible, awful. Get back there. Keep away now. All right, lend a hand here, Ben. We can't handle the wounded. Come on. Look, look, there's a girl in that window up there. She's going to jump. Don't. Don't jump. Wait. All out. Get the street car, Burns. Last stop. Uh, but, Conductor, I'm going all the way to Hensaw Terrace. There'll be another car right behind you, mister. Hey, you folks can sit in the waiting room over there. Pretty dark in this waiting room. How about some light? Yeah, there's a switch right behind you. Oh, yes. I'll turn it on. Anything else, Commissioner Weston? Yes. Detail as many men as you can spare to the Castle Street Carbines. And swear in every able-bodied volunteer you can find as a special deputy. I'll broadcast an appeal to all doctors and nurses in this entire territory to report there at once. Stay right on the job, Rofi. Phone me again in ten minutes. Okay, Commissioner Weston. Goodbye. Now, Cranston to see my nurse? Cranston? Well, you tell him for Hello, me. Oh, Commissioner Weston. Why don't you tell me yourself? I'm busy, Cranston. What do you want? I came to see if there's anything I can do to help in this horrible catastrophe. If you can swing a pick, drag a hose, or carry a stretcher, there's plenty for you to do. I've already done my bit in that direction. For the moment, I'm interested in the reason for these awful crimes. Now, wait a minute, Cranston. I've got more on my mind than just sitting here and satisfying your curiosity. This is not just curiosity, Commissioner. I've got a theory. So has everybody else. I've got no time for crackpot theories. You certainly are flattering, Commissioner. Well, I'm not running a school for amateur detectives. No, I'd never suspect you of pedagogic inclinations, Commissioner. But tell me, do you know how the explosions occurred last night? No, I don't. All I know is that the two places went up when the lights went on. Then I'm sure I can help you. If you have any evidence, any facts, I'm willing to listen. But I don't want to hear any more theories. All right, Commissioner. Calm yourself and I'll explain. I am calm. Well, of course you are. Now, my theory is this. What? All right, let's put it this way. My hunch is this. Go ahead. Get it off your chest and let me get back to work. You want to clear up the mystery of these explosions, don't you, Commissioner? That, Cranston, would seem to be the general idea. Then you must first find out who killed Professor Baker. Are you trying to tell me that there's a connection between the death of Baker and these explosions? I'm not just trying, I'm telling you. There is, definitely. What makes you so sure about it? I happen to know that Professor Baker was experimenting with an explosive, such as might have been used in these two blasts. Where does your theory go from there? Professor Baker was killed for possession of that explosive. Find his killers, and you found the men responsible for the other crimes. But where's the motive? What reason could they have had for blowing up those places and killing all those people? That I don't know. There you are, in a blind alley. You have a theory and nothing to support it. Now run along, Cranston. My nerves won't stand any more of this nonsense. You must listen to me, Commissioner. You've got to... Now I've got... Hello? Hello, Commissioner Weston. Yes, who's this? Never mind that. I got some dope for you. What do you mean? Those two explosions last night were bad, huh? Well, that's only a little sample of what's coming tonight. What? What did you say? You heard me. 
going to have a worse mess on your hands if you don't carry out my orders. Orders? I want this city in total darkness tonight. Total darkness? If there's an electric light, auto headlamp, or even a flashlight turned on, you're going to get a bouquet of explosions worse than yesterday. You must be stark mad. You'll never get away with this. Try me and see. Either the lights go out or the city goes up. Hello. Hello, hello. Answer me. Did you hear that? Yes, I did, Commissioner. What are we going to do? It'll be dark in a few hours. Commissioner, that man must be stopped. If he's not, this city will be the scene of indescribable horror tonight. We've got to stop him. Extra, extra, explosive light bulb, threaten more blasts. Mystery voice warns Commissioner Weston. Extra. Extra, extra. Explosive electric lamp spread through city. Read all about it. Extra. Extra. Say, this is terrible. We won't have any light. How are we going to see in the dark? I'm not turning any lights on in my place tonight. Me neither. I don't want my family blown up. Yeah, but what are we going to do? Can't they stop this? Can anything be done about it? Dr. Martin, emergency. Dr. Martin, do something. Please save my little bambina. Well, I'll do all I can, Mrs. Venetti. Your child is very sick. Oh, my bambina, my baby. What are we going to do, doctor? That child won't last an hour if we don't operate at once. We can't do that. We don't dare turn on the light. Well, we've got to do something. Couldn't we operate by candlelight? Oh, that's impossible. The operation's too delicate. Oh, please, Doctor, help my baby. Nurse. Yes, Doctor. I'm going to operate. But, but the light, Doctor. I can't stand here and see this child die. We've got to take the chance. Turn on the lights. But I... Very well, Doctor. I'll turn them on. Hello? Mayor Hamilton. Yes. Who's this speaking? This is the shadow. Shadow? Oh, yes, yes. Now, what can I do for you? It's the mayor of the hospital. has just been blown up. What? The hospital? Good heavens, that can't be possible. It's true, Mr. Mayor. I can hardly believe it. What hellish fiend can be responsible for this? Mr. Mayor, you've got to act at once. You must make any other explosions tonight impossible. Of course, but how can I do that? Order the city power plant to cut the main switch. The main switch? It's the only way. You can't depend on all the people keeping their lights out. But cutting the main power switch will tie up everything in the city. It's that, Mr. Mayor... Or death, destruction, and panic. Very well. I'll order the power cut at once. Our cast begins the second act of The Shadow's Adventure in just a moment. But first, here's some important information for homeowners. Mr. Roberts, at the opening of today's program, I believe you said that blue coal was different from other fuels. Just how is blue coal different? Well, blue coal is mined from the northern Pennsylvania field. That's the rich anthracite region which produces 40% of all American hard coal. How about the preparation of blue coal? Is there a difference there? Uh, yes. You see, the Glen Alden Coal Company, which produces blue coal, is the nation's largest hard coal company. As each ton of coal comes from their mines, it's carefully sized. Then it's washed with 12 and one-half tons of water for each ton of coal to remove any existing impurities. But most important of all, each carload is submitted to a thorough laboratory test by inspectors. Only the coal which meets Glen Alden's high-quality standards is trademarked a harmless blue 
and accepted for shipment to Blue Coal dealers. How about the results homeowners receive from using Blue Coal? Well, Blue Coal's unchallenged record of first place for years in nationwide volume of sales speaks for itself. Hundreds of thousands of American families have found that Blue Coal banks and handles better, gives longer intervals between firing periods, and perfect all-around heating comfort and satisfaction. So, friends, if you haven't yet tried Blue Coal, be sure and ask for it by name next time you order fuel. Your nearest Blue Coal dealer's name is listed in the where to buy it section of your classified phone directory. Gosh, it sure is dark. And I can't see where I'm walking. Wonder what street we're on now. Well, does it matter? I'm lost. We're all lost. <laughs> I'm sorry, lady. I didn't see you. Hold that lantern higher, Bill. We don't want to walk off the viaduct. Okay, Fred. Boy, am I glad I found this old wagon lamp. It's a swell idea. <gasps> yeah, it's a swell target. It shot right out of my hand. When that gang said the city would have to black out, they meant black out. <laughs> flying around here all night. Our gas is running out. We've got to set her down someplace. I can't understand it. I couldn't possibly have missed the city. We've cruised around for 20 minutes now, and I haven't seen a single light. We just have to keep going while the gas holds up. Then what? Then we start praying, brother. There, Margot. Main switch is turned off. No lights, no power, nothing but bewilderment. Oh, this is awful, Lamont. What are people going to do? I'm afraid this is all leading to something worse, Margot. A prelude to a greater terror. Lamont, you must do something. I've racked my brain for a solution, some faint clue, and I, I'm stuck. I, I don't know what to do. But we just can't sit and wait for some new terror to strike, Lamont. There must be some loose thread that might unravel this whole vicious pattern. I... Margot. Yes, Lamont. I've got an idea. Yes. Professor Baker's hired man, Cooper. The police released him. They said he proved that he was not in the house the night the professor was killed. Yes. It just struck me. The killer's fingerprints were on the handle of the door to the old man's study. But there were none on the knob of the street door. Don't you see it, Margot? Somebody opened the door for the killer. Cooper. Perhaps. But Lamont... Come on, Margot. We've got to find Cooper. The shadow has got to talk to that man. He may be the thread I've hoped for. That's the last candle I have in the house, Mr. Cooper. You're very scarce now. But at least you'll be able to finish your packing. Uh, thanks, Mrs. Kelly. Oh, I know. I'm not sorry to see you go. But I don't blame anybody for getting out of this cursed city that yeah. I don't. Yeah, sure. Now, uh, if you don't mind, i got a lot of packing to do. Good night, oh. Mrs. Kelly. Well, if that's the way you feel, uh, goodbye and good riddance to you, Mr. Cooper. <laughs> what? What's your hurry, Cooper? Who's that? What are you running away from? Me? What? Where are you? I can't see you. I'm the Shadow, Cooper. The Shadow? You know of me, don't you? Now listen, Cooper. I've got to talk fast, and so do you. I've got nothing to talk about. Cooper, you share responsibility for the death and destruction in this city. No, that's a lie. I I had nothing to do with it. You know the man who killed Professor Baker. You've got to tell me who he is. I can't. I can't. You must. 
You alone can release the city from the grip of terror that man has placed it in. I don't know anything about it, I tell you. You're lying, Cooper. I know. You opened the door for the killer. I I wouldn't like the old man. You were with him just before he died. But I had nothing to do with his death. Honest, I didn't. If you want to save yourself and clear your conscience, you've got to talk. But I... All right. All right, I want to get it off my mind. I'll talk. I'll talk. Um... Edie. Edie, what do you want? Just delivering a little message from the boss, Cooper. Here it is. (coughs) Cooper. Speak to me, Cooper. Oh, your throat. Try to talk, Cooper. The fate of the city rests with you. I can't understand you. For heaven's sake, man, you've got to tell me. Look, Cooper. I'll put my ear close to your lips. Try to whisper. Try. Yes, yes, I understood that. His, his name, Cooper. His name, please. What? Try again. Where? Where? Quick, Cooper, quick. What time is I? I thought I heard a shot out here. Look, it's Mr. Cooper. He's shot. Somebody get a doctor, quick. Oh, no. No, no. It's no use for a doctor now. Cooper, dead. <laughs> hey, Engelstall, bring me that chart. Yes, boss. Here you are. Have you checked off every place where we planted bulbs? Every one. They're all marked in red. What are we waiting for, Gregan? Yeah, let's yes, go. Come on. I'm waiting for the boys to come back from the city and give me the lowdown on how things stand. Say, Britain, how come we got lights with the city power plant turned off? I've been planning this job for over a year. I put in my own power plant. Well, that's smart, I'll say. Yeah, that's yeah but how did you manage the explosion? See this bulb? Well, it was one of these that blew up the Gullens department store. Oh, hey! All right, all right. Don't worry. They're all safe. This won't go off unless it's put in a light socket and the switch is thrown. Well, just the same. I feel better if you didn't uh, wave it around like that. <laughs> Margo, pull right over here, off the road. There we are, Lamont. Good. You stay here in the car. Take this gun. It'll be perfectly safe. Just keep out of sight. But where are you going, Lamont? There's an old mill someplace along here. If I understood Cooper correctly, I'll find the man I'm looking for there. You're not going in alone. I've got to, Margot. I phoned Commissioner Weston as the shadow and asked him to send some men. Then why not wait for them? I'm not sure they'll get here. I've got the hands full in the city. There isn't a moment to lose. The shadow's got to work, and work fast. Quiet! Quiet, all of you. Well, boys, what'd you find out in the city? Boss, you hit the bullseye. The city's as dark as a landlord's look. Yeah, it's all set for us, boys. Good. All right, boys, we got the green light. Time to go. Boy, this will be sweet picking, huh? Morgan, yes? you take six men and go to the Macy Street Bank. You know what to do. Graves. Right, boss. Take 20 men and clean out the Imperial Hotel. Uh-huh. Go through the rooms. Don't leave anything you can carry. Right. You, Engham's tall. The post office. Five men can handle that. I am all set. The rest of you got your spots. Work fast. If anyone crosses you, use your guns. Let him have it. Yeah. I'm okay. shooting and ask an after. All right. All right. Grab your flash lamps and let's go. Uh, <laughs> what was that? Am I hearing things? <laughs> did anybody hear that laugh? Yeah, I did. So did I. Quite a nice little thing you've cooked up, Braden. But here's where there's another ingredient added to your unholy brew. What is it? It's the shadow. Right you are, Braden. Well, you're not scaring me. You're not stopping me either. I wouldn't be too sure about that, Braden. Hey, I don't see nobody. Men, this guy's right here in the room with us. He's got some tricks so we can't see him. But that don't mean we can't get him. 
Grace, yeah? Stand by that door. Okay. Keep your back against it and don't let anybody or anything open it. Now, Morgan, yeah. pick up that machine gun and spray the other end of the room where that voice came from. Right. Somebody's right, doused the light! Hey, I'm getting out of here. Hey. All right, quiet. Wait, don't be afraid. Take it easy. Somebody switch on that light. <laughs> you don't dare turn on those lights. What do you mean? If you do... Every man here will be blown to bits. What are you talking about? I took that explosive bulb you had on the table in front of you. What? When I turned out the light, I put it into one of the light sockets. <laughs> now, Mr. Braden, do you want to turn on the light? You're bluffing, Shadow. All you have to do to prove that point is to throw on the light switch. Hey, hey, what's that? There's a lot of cars driving up outside. It's the police, gentlemen. They'll never take me alive. Alive or dead, Braden, you've got to be taken. Hey, what are we going to do? We've got this guy's dynamite. Come in Come out in ten seconds. I will come in after you. You might as well do as Commissioner Western commands. Walk out the door with your hands in the air. There's nobody walking out of this place. I know I'm chair bait. I'll die anyway. But there's one thing I'm going to do first. I'm going to take you along with me, Mr. Shadow. Hey, keep your hands off that switch. Get out of my way. Look out, Commissioner. Get back. Come on. Oh, come on. Come on. Anyone alive in there, Captain? Not a single one, Commissioner. It's all right, Margot. I'm safe. Oh, Lamar, thank heaven. I thought you'd been killed in that explosion. It was close, Margot. I got out when they were trying to keep Braden away from the light switch. You go back to the car now, Marco. I'll be with you in a minute. Commissioner Weston. Commissioner Weston. Hello, is that you, Shadow? Yes, Commissioner. Well, we're in a fine jam now. They're all dead. How are we going to find out where the other explosive bulbs are planted? All right, Commissioner. I got Braden's chart showing the location of the explosives. Where is it? You'll find it in the front seat of your car. Then the city is safe. Yes, Commissioner. Good. All right, men, get in your cars. We've got to gather up those lamps right away. And my gratitude, Shadow, for a job well done. Come, Marco. We're going home. Shadow's work is done for tonight. The reign of terror is ended. Thanks to you, Lamont. It was bound to end this way, Marco. The plots and plans of criminals are the devices of their own destruction. Law and life know no compromise with the evildoer. And now here's Blue Coal's heating expert, John Barclay. Thank you, Ken Roberts. This afternoon I have a hint for you ladies. You'll find it very useful, I'm sure. You know how many colds your family suffers during the winter and early spring. But perhaps you don't realize how many of those colds are caused by the hot, dry air of an overheated house. That kind of heat, in addition to absorbing the natural moisture we need in the air, also dries out and damages furniture. Yet it's an extremely simple matter to remedy this condition and provide your home with the right amount of moisture. Just get one of those long, narrow hot water pans which attach right onto the backs of the radiators. They're designed to hang out of sight and the water they contain is gradually evaporated by the radiator heat, and so provides the needed moisture in the room. You'll find that these pan humidifiers really do a wonderful job of keeping rooms far more comfortable with helpful moisture. And in this way, 
they reduce the chance of catching or spreading colds and illness. And friends, remember this. Your support of the great drive against infantile paralysis is urgently needed. So join the March of Dimes. Send your contributions to the White House, Washington, D.C., today. Today's adventure is based on a story copyrighted by The Shadow Magazine. All the characters and all the places named are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. The Shadow Magazine is now on sale at your local newsstand. <laughs> the weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. <laughs> Next week, same time, same station, Blue Coal, America's finest anthracite, will again present another thrilling adventure of the shadow. Be sure to listen and be sure to burn Blue Coal, the solid fuel for solid comfort. That concludes today's episode. We'd like to thank you and remind you to donate at choiceclassicradio.com. Remember, your donations make episodes like this possible. <laughs>